0: Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day.
1: <laughs> All right. woohoo! It's Friday, and we have Jill in the house.
2: Good to be back.
1: And we are now into our homeschooling in Georgia, and we had promised last week that we would talk about what the georgia law is on homeschooling and um, so we pulled up uh, the expert if you are not a member or if you're not familiar with the homeschool legal defense association so it's the hslda.org this helps all homeschoolers um, around the world Uh, they have been an awesome resource for anything um, legal-wise in regards to homeschooling so we luckily live in the best state there's there's several but georgia homeschoolers we have it pretty easy here we're Mm -hmm. able to homeschool without too much oversight and and i like to keep it that way we also have um ghea that um, let me see if i can not butcher this like georgia home educator association they are the folks that um i know some of the the people that run that and they do an excellent job at keeping homeschooling legal and also um, helping us get the scholarships that public and private school students get so they they're doing they're kind of the watchdogs for for Mm -hmm. us georgia homeschoolers so we're able to keep our freedom Mm -hmm. here
0: and if you look on the hs lda website there is a map of the u.s and it will break down each state into a different color whether it's no or low regulation low regulation moderate or high regulation and it looks like there's um i don't know maybe five states that are high regulation up in the northeast And then uh, georgia is actually a low regulation state and then you can click on the state and it'll tell you more about the state laws. Mm. so if you are not in georgia you could look at that map and, and get the information you need for your state
1: yes it's it's a fabulous fabulous uh website it's very well put together and so informative so if you they also have a video that you can watch how to comply with georgia's homeschool law but here's really the breakdown so Ensure that the person or people homeschooling your child have the required qualifications. Now, a lot of people freak out at this. They're like, oh, well, I'm not a teacher, or I don't have a degree, or, or this or that. Um, so you must be a parent or legal guardian of a child before you can file a declaration of intent. We'll talk about that a little bit further Uh, to homeschool that particular child you may hire a tutor and that's what a lot of people do so you don't have to be an expert in everything like a true home school co-op is where you trade off uh, let's say vicky here she does chemistry but she doesn't want to teach writing so another mom would take that over and they would trade off almost a bartering system yeah so
0: joanna taught my kids grammar and i'm so thankful for that yeah well <laughs> and gosh. writing and i taught
1: myself those things and so that's the other thing that's great you've got the internet you can truly teach yourself how to teach others right it's not
2: rocky well those science. curriculums are so well done too that just you know once you pick what you're going to use kind of walks you through
1: yeah a lot of it's scripted mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome so um, that's the other thing. So a, a teaching parent or guardian and any tutor in a home study program must have a high school diploma or a GED. So there you go. There's the, there's the education requirement for the teacher. That's um, the parent. Now, let's talk about submitting an annual declaration of intent. So I know when I first started, I had to go through Gwinnett County. I had to send my... Monthly report to the Gwinnett County School Board, and within just a couple three years into our homeschooling, that went away. Mm-hmm. And that was that was nice.
0: I'm sure it was just a flood of paperwork for them oh, to take gosh. to keep up with that really was not even necessary to do. But yeah. I think now you can submit your declaration of intent through. To the georgia department of education that's what it is and you can there there is another company called um, homeschool compliance that's what i use and that's what i use you keep up with your attendance and you submit your declaration of attendance all online i want to say it's like 10 or 12 dollars for the whole school year 12 dollars. Yeah. yeah. so that sounds about right so it's really easy and can, can i tell you i think i'm still paying for that because i didn't keep you probably <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know i think well i don't know i think i have to i don't really know I know. It's one of those things like, oh, I need to
1: cancel that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I got billed again. Oops, I need to cancel that. Um, yeah. I have
2: a problem. And you can, you can access the um, Declaration of Intent on this website as well to print out. Yes. Okay, or yes. submit online yes. if people are wondering what that is where do I get it it's yep. it's right there and
0: it's real easy all you do is put in your information and your kids information like their date of birth their age or something mm-hmm. like that it's no biggie but you just have to do it within 30 days of starting which there has been times that I have forgotten last year was one of them mm-hmm. because I didn't have my email for my reminder because of the hacking oh that's true. yeah and I, re- I realized into it, I was like oh my goodness yeah it's it's no big deal it's not a big deal yeah, they'll say oh you
1: need to do it by september 1st but then there's a lot of people say mid-year let's say you pull your kid out mid-year it, and um, you would just do it within 30 days of when you start it mm-hmm. um it's but it's don't stress over that no, it's not a big deal it's not a
0: big deal you do have to do it though i think if your child is of driving age or something like that that you have to show them that you have that that i guess you're homeschooling legally but again it's not really any big deal it's just a piece of paper and you can use that piece of paper also for discounts at certain places i was going to say mm-hmm. that yeah that is so now that's what i love about the homeschooling compliance
1: is they have a printable and it looks all official it does look official um, and you can laminate it and it really makes it look official because as a homeschooler you got to have a lamination machine <laughs> it's just kind of like a given at least in the early days yes <laughs> um, but you need that for you know driver's license and and things like that but the discounts oh my goodness you get like 25% off everything at Barnes and Noble and i think you 15% at Michaels and so there's a lot and there's websites out there of these wonderful people that have figured out all the discounts that can come from having that homeschooling mm-hmm. discount parenting card yeah
0: and i think during the month of may academy had um, a discount for that mm. I can't remember I, I bought something on there that I couldn't believe they gave me a discount for it they did I can't even remember what it was yeah so to carry it with you mm-hmm. and just
1: you know how they say educator discounts you are an educator you get access to all of that mm-hmm. all right so the required number of days of instruction so legally it says 180 days of education but when i filled out and i know you do this too we i do a full 365 days on my declaration Mm -hmm. of intent so let's say your um, start day is august 1st you want the end day to be july 31st and the reason there's multiple reasons for that it leaves you open for let's say you have mono for a month and no education's happening um, maybe there was a death in the family. Maybe you did a lot of traveling um, or you school year-round.
0: Yeah, we do We do stuff year-round, even if it's just something small. Like right now, Ian is doing government mm-hmm. over the summer and some test prep. But we always do something year-round just, just to keep our brain going. Right. And so what they, they consider a school day when it's 180
1: days of education, they consider it four and a half hours per day. And what you also need to get out of your head of that is not, that does not mean you're sitting at a desk or a table for four and a half hours. Learning takes place, you know, through cooking, through gardening, through going to the grocery store. There's an education that takes place throughout the day. So don't think of it needs to be this, you know, uh, this box yes they're not in the yeah, box i
2: was i was going to mention that um my sister took my granddaughter to athens they were just going to go to the some museum or something that was closed and they so robin was trying to find somewhere to take her in athens and she found an art museum and they just started walking around in the art museum but you know she hadn't intended to take her to an ed, on an educational trip but they she ended up being able to teach her about the different types of art and the different types of the, you know, what you paint on canvas and wood and blah, blah, blah. And she taught her about abstract art and, um, you know, different time periods. And Carson was, and then she'd go around and kind of quiz her what what type of art do you think that is after we've talked about. So she ended up having a really successful educational experience. And then she took her to the botanical gardens and they learned about different kind of flowers. And she's like, I didn't even realize, but I was homeschooling her.
0: Mm-hmm. And so...
2: You know, it's just and and that little kids like that just soak that up. So um, and I'm like, you know, I told Robin, I said, that's great because other kids her age, when are they ever going to step foot in an art museum? Right. So she just has a vast amount of knowledge that it's not paper, pencil. But she knows stuff that other five-year-olds are just not going to know.
1: Well, and you've just hit it on the head. That is education. That is it. Yeah. It's hands-on. Mm-hmm. You're standing Seeing in all front. all your senses. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, this, you know, flat, one-dimensional textbook type of thing where it's just words on a page and maybe a, a
2: picture in the corner. I mean, you're actually standing in front and of. It, and it also gives children a chance to find out where their passion is because if you don't have those exposures, um, to, to different things, to art, to music, to botany, to whatever, how do they even know what their passion is? You know, when they're not directly exposed to it.
1: Well, and that's why, um, I work with a lot of high schoolers going off to college and one of the questionnaires when I first start to work with them is, well, where do you, what do you see yourself doing? What do you Mm -hmm. want to study? And so many of them, they, don't know. they have no clue. And I was the same way, mm-hmm. and so were my kids. And it's it, it's because I think so much of my homeschooling was I was just recreating the what I knew what school to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Was, okay, we're going to sit down in this desk, and we're going to do this now, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do this. You have to get out
0: of that mindset. We do. We do. I mean, it, learning happens around the clock, and never say oh well, we didn't get in four and a half hours a day i promise you yes, you, you probably did. get in four and a half hours a day of non-academic learning right so right it's and just so yeah.
1: give yourself a break on that don't yeah. don't think you gotta you know start the stopwatch everything even listening to your kids talk to the insurance company on the phone that is a lesson mm-hmm. it's a lesson in put them on speaker and yeah and, and let them through osmosis and even if they don't look like they're listening they're listening they're paying attention and you to- can
2: i mean it's so easy to do like verbal comprehension verbal comprehension checks you don't even have to put it down pencil paper kind of thing mm-hmm. but if you visit an art museum or you let them listen to a business call do a verbal check what did you hear what 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 did you understand about that what are some terms that you didn't know um, that you heard us talk about and and that's so much easier too a lot of kids don't learn that way and they can't communicate what they've learned through writing as well because my kids I had two two of my children just could not write very well they they were very smart but they weren't given an opportunity to to check comprehension verbally it had to be written Mm. and if they didn't write well or you know so that's just another way to to make sure your kids are kind of getting what what you're hoping that they get out of experiences right exactly
1: and um, you, they do have uh, required subjects that they want you to teach. So for the state of Georgia, it's, it's not it includes this, but not limited to reading, language arts, mathematics, the R's, <laughs> social studies, and science. So again, you get a lot of those things through, and, and don't think they have to be individual You know classes all of that can be intertwined Mm -hmm. into into one and it's it's so easy once you get out of your own head of how it's supposed to be and just take the advice of those that have walked before you look at how other families that you admire how they're doing things, get ideas, go to Pinterest, go Mm -hmm. to the internet. There are so many different ways. Go to the homeschooling conference. Yeah. That's at the end of July. Go ahead and set aside that last Friday and Saturday. What is that?
2: 28th and 29th. Go to that. Go see what's out there. I think the, um, you know, what you just mentioned about it all being, you know, inclusive, um all those topics is kind of the purpose of me writing that curriculum for at at this point is just for young kids but it can extend Mm -hmm. is one experience you can develop a whole a a whole curriculum around Mm -hmm. and that could be your week you know whether it's visiting a fire station or going to the grocery store or the bank or a museum you can turn that one experience through you know into all these different lessons exactly yeah, and then you don't have to stress about it. It's I know. Not...
1: I know. So number five is writing an annual progress report. Okay, so hmm, I never did that. I, I wish I had because um, somebody came to our, our Wednesday night book study at church, and she actually turned hers into a scrapbook. So her scrapbook was her annual report. And I'm like, how brilliant is that? So you've got something that's beautiful and creative and all encompassing of all the trips you took and the the things that
0: you studied. I didn't do that either. I think I may have done it the first couple of years, but honestly, I just kept their work. I had, each, each kid had a tub. And within the tub, I had just those yellow folders that I put their, you know, some of their math things in. It just shows progress, you know, whether it was handwriting or or something like that. I mean, if I needed to show that to somebody, I could obviously whip something up. It was not a huge mm-hmm. deal. But it doesn't have to be anything crazy, just even keeping handwriting samples or tests or, or mm. whatever it's it's not a big deal and you could always pull something up and it says three years so you're supposed to keep the records for three years right like your tax returns yep
1: yeah. so, <laughs> so and, and but none of this is being submitted anywhere this is really for your records I think between you know Vicki and myself we probably know literally thousands of homeschooling families and I have never not one time heard of a government official knocking on somebody's door wanting to see their progress reports right
0: but you again just keeping just keep those things and then just dump them
1: yeah I did the I did the tub okay. um, I, I didn't have any nice folders it literally was a rubber that's what we had yeah. and I just tossed stuff in there
0: well I'm sure at the end it started getting tossed and another thing too if you're doing something like let's say if you're doing a co-op they would probably keep some grades for you and you could print that report off as well and also if you're doing a curriculum like an all-inclusive kind of thing like sunlight even the notebook with all the different things Mm -hmm. could be your progress and seeing what you've done there so you know it doesn't have to be a scrapbook so don't start getting overwhelmed yeah that uh, yeah sorry didn't mean to overwhelm (laughs) (laughs) because that
1: could be overwhelming but i was just thinking and this was some advice that i got from renee we went to her her son's graduation and she had said somebody had told her make sure you take photographs of your kids just in a typical day of homeschooling whether you catch them reading a book or drawing a picture or you know studying terms flashcards or maybe out on the sidewalk um, writing out their spelling words in in chalk in on the driveway it's just like learning just could take place anywhere and to capture that with photographs is um something that i never really thought about i did occasionally
0: we always did a first day of school picture and i think we did a lot of last day pictures as well but again we didn't officially have like we had always had an official first day where yeah. we seriously and I usually kind of slowly trickled subjects in like we didn't hit the books like oh day one we're doing all this we would just kind of trickle things mm-hmm. in and then the last day did there was like a last day where I say okay after this we're gonna kind of start our summer. Stuff And sometimes you might have some subjects creeping into summer, which that happens quite often. Mm-hmm. Or you might decide, okay, over the summer we're going to work on geometry or we're going to do summer reading or government. Yeah. Or some math skills. <laughs> math or skills. skills. We always yeah. did math skills, so. Yeah. Well, yes. Because math
1: can be a foreign language. Right. Mm-hmm. You lose it <laughs> if you don't use it. And then finally, final thing is... Test your child at least every three years after he or she completes third grade. So they're talking third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, and twelfth grade.
0: And ninth grade, twelfth grade, definitely the SAT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SAT. I mean, once it. you get, you know, yeah. third grade, sixth grade, you can take testing. There's several tests out there that you can take. You can take them at home. You can go somewhere and have them taken. I think I'm actually a... I'm certified through Bob Jones, yeah. but I can't re- It's whatever Scholars Guild does, and I, yeah. I just forgot I what it was. can never remember. But SAT, PSAT, uh, ACT, those all apply. Yes. Well, I tested them every year. We did. We did yeah. every year. Just I, It was just practice. What I told
1: them was, I want you to go. I want you to do your best. And, But more importantly, I had told them, we're just practicing learning how to bubble (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I knew the SAT and the ACT it's all about the bubbles and I wanted them to just have practice with that manual dexterity and also being able to sit still
0: for a test right and they need that practice anyway just going to college you want to be able to not freak out a huge huge
2: shock right if you've been homeschooled your whole life and then get into college and have to sit for two three hours at a time right
0: so we did test every year we tested every year up until high school and I know COVID's been a little different I'm thinking when has Ian been tested last but he was tested a couple years ago yeah and yeah
1: and don't stress um, I got a a sweet message from Christy she had asked me specifically about testing and um, she was like well how do I know what the curriculum I'm using is what they're going to test on and I said for the most part they're testing on just basic skills that, say, a third grader should know, um, but don't stress over it. And usually, like, deficiencies that you picked up in your homeschool, will show up on the test. For instance, I knew Joe couldn't spell. And, boy, was that apparent on the little, you know, standardized test that we took. But it wasn't a big deal he came around he's
2: doing just fine now it gives you something to focus on too if you if you get those scores then you kind of know what areas that you need to put more time into
0: And a lot of times I told them the testing was just for me and you. It's mm-hmm. you for practice, me seeing what I need to change. And, and a lot of times I didn't even share it with them. If I wanted, And sometimes they would ask and we'd sit down and we'd look at it. And like, this is just for you and me. This is going to nobody. Mm-hmm. No one sees this. Yeah. And then sometimes there were some questions. I call them gotcha questions
1: that they'll say, oh, for third graders, you need to have you know, learned about, say, I'm just picking something, environmental science type thing. But if your curriculum that year was about flying animals, then they may miss that question on mm-hmm. the test. So don't stress over that. That wasn't your area of focus. And the other thing was, I remember one year, and I think it was around that third, fourth, fifth grade for my boys, that There was a question was, like, it was a, it was a, like a can, like a soup can or something, and they said, what would be the proper place to put this? And it may have been an aluminum can. One was a trash can, and then the other, there was, like, two or three other things, um, like a lake (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, the backyard, and then there was what looked like was a recycle bin. So my kids... Because we didn't have cans of soda in our house. Um, They didn't know that you were supposed to put it in the recycle bin. Because I don't have a recycle bin in my house. And so they put it in the trash can. And that would be considered wrong. They wanted Mm -hmm. you to put the aluminum can in the recycle bin. But since my kids aren't exposed to aluminum cans in our household, that didn't trigger. Mm -hmm. So... There was an uproar that year for that. So it's it's just very odd. So there might be some questions like that that parents, I don't want you stressing over, it's no big deal. Nobody sees these test scores. Like Vicki said, this is truly for the parent to be armed with where their kid stands nationally with other kids taking that exact
0: test. And the only thing that I would even... Focus on like don't look at the science because you may not have studied that science yet. you choose science in whatever order, same thing with history. I feel like that that you know people are can be selective as to what order they want to teach that in. maybe just focus on some reading skills, making sure they're comprehending things and some of the math skills and if you see something Those two, yeah that's right there math and
1: reading mm-hmm.
0: uh, and quite honestly, I don't even care about the spelling no, the spelling seems kind of silly yeah because uh,
1: I you know, poor Joe. Joe and I are pretty much the same person. He and I are terrible spellers. I'm a, I'm still a terrible speller. I have successfully taught a lot of people. It, It's the dyslexia I have. You know, when people see things in their head, I just don't. It, it truly is a clean slate. It, it's like I cannot. I have to go write it down to see if it looks right. That's how I am. I don't spell well yeah, either. I, I can't see it in my head. Though my, other, my husband and my oldest and my youngest kid, they absolutely best spellers. They came out spelling well. That
0: was Ian, yeah. the kid who cannot write well. But he can spell. Oh, he can spell. Mm-hmm. It's
1: just wild. And I think it was Jenny that taught me early on is don't – because I, I think I went to her going, okay, tell me, what spelling program should I get because I've got a terrible speller? And she was the one that said – don't get a spelling program just have them focus on reading just have them read and that will naturally develop Mm -hmm. a stronger speller and and that is absolutely true that that Um, really worked out that worked out so jill did you have any questions on this side of of homeschooling no
2: i mean no i think it's real interesting that you have that resource right there um and i'm kind of just absorbing everything as you know, I, I, I was trying to think of a, a word <laughs> besides Thelma, Louise and Louise <laughs> as to why I'm even on this podcast because well, I'm we... so passionate about homeschool and, but I was a, a, a public school teacher, and my kids all three went to public school. Um, but my granddaughter is about to homeschool. So I'm trying to soak up everything that I can, you know communicate to her and it's just exciting and i wish i think the reason i want to be part of it is because i think after meeting you and learning your journey that it's not the difficult process that people like myself thought it would be um how how easy that it it can be i think the only the hang up a lot of parents well i would have even if i knew this information is do i really want To be around my kids that much. (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. Sometimes you just need a break. And if you know you have them 24-7.
0: The thing is, is if you need that break, take the break. Just take a day off. We're not schooling today. We're going on a field trip. No,
2: I'm talking about having someone else. That's what I'm saying. Keep your kids. You can do that. You can do that. So, everyone get on care.com. Yeah. <laughs> Find a <That's>, reliable sitter. <laughs> that's it. I'm calling the nanny. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you always have that backup. But I think that's the that's the only thing that I think, it, if it were me 20-whatever years ago, that would be, oh, okay, I can do this, but do I really want to, to put in the time? Um, it, it really, truly is a death of self. It is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You've got to embrace it full yeah. on. And that's, it's so much more critical now than it was when we were in school or even when my kids were in school it's it's i think the different the decline of the public school system and just the decline in morality and um, and humans in general that you're exposing your children are exposed to is makes homeschooling whether you want to or not almost seem like um you want to produce the best human right
1: well and you know you had said i don't know if i want to be around my child that much Mm -hmm. i totally felt the same way and and did for most of my homeschooling but let me tell you the kid that gave me the most heartache the most frustration the most aggravation i i'm just gonna get real i would fantasize about punching him in the throat (laughs) because good old throat punch. he was so difficult, but that Vicky's <laughs> over there
0: laughing because I know who he is. Yes, but I do
1: too. He is the most awesome adult. Mm-hmm. I do not worry about that kid at all. Right. He he is the one that will land on his feet mm-hmm. when the the apple cart gets turned over, job loss, injury. that boy will land on his feet and i would like to get a little bit of credit Mm -hmm. because i didn't kill him in the process but he is so fantastic all of them are i mean all of them are but this one here the other two were so sweet Mm -hmm. and but but right there bringing i know if i had left him in a yeah
2: I would have lost him. Well, that's that's what I was going to say is, you know, your kids can turn out awesome. You can pour into your children what you expect and how you want them to, you know, grow into a, an adult. But even if they're in public school. So that's not to say like, oh, if, you know, your, your child, if you send them to public school, is going to be an awful human being. That's not the case. No. But But the exposure and the amount of the exposure is going to change who they are. Yeah. And that, I mean, there's just no other way to put you it. You become the people that you are hanging around. You do. And if you have kids now, I happen to have had three kids like Joe. So I, I was put through it from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Very strong-willed, very curious, you know, good people. And, you know, we tried to raise them to be good people. But I'm telling you what, the bus in and of itself. Oh, I'm telling that you was my biggest fear and i took my kids to you know i was able to take my kids to school most of the time because i was a teacher but the the activity that happens on the bus and several times they did have to take the bus is it's unbelievable it really is so and that's the the other
1: thing is um you have an opportunity a a beautiful opportunity to instill what you want in your kids mm-hmm. to be kind and compassionate to have integrity um in you but you
2: you watch without them. someone else um giving them a better option what they feel like is that's the thing you're just up against society mm-hmm. um when you when you send them off yeah and it's just you know kids these days man they're kids are mean yep well, and, we'll
0: say, yeah, I was going to say, we, my kids butt heads, and I butt heads with my kids. But I will tell you now, I feel like our bonds and our relationship that we have is phenomenal. It really. I mean, we enjoy being together. Mm-hmm. And again, there were times that we didn't. I'm not going to lie, but I don't feel like they would be all their own separate ways now. And I love how much my boys will
1: contact each other mm-hmm. to meet up. Hey, I um, I got called off. Did you guys want to meet at the Mall of Georgia? And and I'm like, oh, where are y'all going? Oh, well, we're we're all three doing this. And I'm like,
0: oh, my heart. I know Olivia's going today to go see Jacob in Athens. And you know, then Ian goes last night like, when's Alex gonna be home? Is he gonna? You know, it's just they care about each other. Yeah. I mean, of course, yes, they did beat the snot out of each other <laughs> a lot of our days. But yes. you know, I just. I, I love it. It because that means that after Scott
1: and I are gone, that they are going to, to be, be. The, they're going to be a family. Okay. And there were times I promise you, I, I thought they would hate each other and that they would never ever be friends. But they are friends, mm-hmm. and I'm I, I can't be more proud. Uh, if that's all I got out of it, um, of the, regardless of the education it was so worth it It makes your mom heart so happy yeah absolutely well that's our uh show for the day i hope uh, you enjoy it come back every friday for more homeschooling info and we
0: will see you then bye bye sometimes we succeed in life sometimes we fail but every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity make today the day